This is part 10 and the final episode of a 10-part podcast on your electronic health record and taking control of your own health management. Enjoy the episode. We start in Dublin. We start with a basic study, but I trust we will be able to start replicating this very quickly elsewhere in the world where we will give access to communities to have access to their own, own personal um health record you know yeah yeah well just to reinforce what you said there it's not about pointing fingers because this happened and right or wrong it was managed in the way it was managed and there's going to be a lot of forgive my french a lot of ass covering in the next couple of months and years that people are going to want to go through but i think as as a doctor and as a scientist you your interest and everyone who's involved in this study that's not Mm -hmm. the interest we don't care about that and as a person i don't care about pointing fingers what we care about is we have the ability and the technology to do this better yeah if this happens when this happens excuse me again yeah let's manage it better it's not about what we did it's about what we can do yeah i think is is what i'm getting here yeah, and uh, again, the colleagues were here at Wanzhou Lee and uh, Dr. Zhang uh, pointed out very valid points on on how do we how can we do it better? You know, and based in their study, made it very clear that we can actually start with three basic elements of how to do it different from a technology point of view and gathering information, right? And we're delighted to say that we have followed basically exactly that pattern of development. And the opportunity that we had is to redesign public health systems, right? Now, I didn't do that. I say I can contribute to that, right? So in a way, we need to change from a reactive to a proactive system. Now, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve in the study is to illustrate how are we proactive? How did we change the design to actually be proactive and being able to do real-time surveillance of your personal health, right? And how can you interact then with public health or your doctor when things start to change, right? So that's called a a redesigning of the, the actual health system. Secondly, we can transform organizations through enhancing crisis-driven agility and reducing crisis-revealed fragility. So we have to work together as communities. On my own and on the person on their own, it's not going to achieve anything. It is engaging state, private institution, private doctor, uh, public health doctor. All all the levels need to be integrated eventually to really create real value, right? And then the third and very important point that has been missing up till now is empowering the individual and communities through adapting, coping and stemming the false information, the the, um, the anxiety created by information coming in and to be able to help people to decide when information come their way that it is backed up by science or proper orientation within the bigger context of, for instance, a pandemic. Yeah. Right. So it is very important that we get it right next time. And this guideline is really giving us a structure to work towards. Brilliant.
Brilliant. So that's a fairly comprehensive breakdown of the mm. uh, the development towards this fourth yeah. IR and the world we live in now. But um, you having that knowledge there, and obviously having yeah. the, the the very skilled and knowledgeable team around you, how did you how did you design? What was the process you used mm. and the, the concepts you used to design your specific approach to this yeah. problem? Yeah. Well, I think, Dan, first and foremost, yes, we had a formidable team of contributors in in, in harnessing the, what is available technologies and especially the four IR technologies enabled us. And the approach that we had was actually to have a data-centric uh, technology approach. In other words, we, we um, included machine learning, the deep learning, uh, big data analytics, etc., can be um, applied to get a better understanding of what we are accessing or what is available to us. Then uh, people-centric technologies, and those are the technologies that's uh, important for people when they use their mobile phones, how they interact, use of interface, okay. the design of that, etc. You are UX kind of stuff. Exactly. We have to. We had to spend a huge amount of time and still spending time of that on to see how can we improve that experience, right? The system-centric technologies are including the Internet of Things, blockchain, and the, they are developed based on system concepts to monitor patients and prevent healthy people from contracting coronavirus, for instance. Okay. So it's more the prevention and what can we do to preempt and warn people. And this is going to be the very in interesting a new chapter in medicine where we will be able to start formulating certain algorithms to start detecting for you, for instance, going to get a heart attack 10 years from now. And this fits in very well yeah. with my functional medicine practice, yeah, which I've yeah. now been trying to do for a number of years, trying to convince people that they need to listen to their body and observe and to um, and to embrace the opportunity to change things and manipulate things in their own health to avoid the inevitable. Yeah. Now, this is just the technology part of it, right? So I found a huge relevance from what I do in daily practice and also designing the system that eventually will help people to actually predict and prevent and to make them aware of possibilities. And this is where we really hopefully... 30, 40, 50 years from now, because I think that's how long it will take, we'll start to see a huge reduction, for instance, in preventing diabetes. Yeah, chronic, cr preventable I hope, diseases. Exactly. It hope it will be known at the time to say, you know, can you imagine? It was a pandemic once. Yeah. Imagine doctors yeah, saying that to yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that is where this is all going to end up. You know, you see how can we make life better? and healthier for people and give them quality of life. But at the same time, when they when they engage with the system and with the solution, I hope that they will appreciate and experience this as a life value add. Yeah. This is something like your mobile phone that you will use for life, forever. And you cannot imagine it be without that until it enhances and get a new upgrade, perhaps, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how did I ever use that Nokia 3310, yeah. Exactly. So I, I think that is will go the same way here, you know. It will just get better over time. And the real va uh, life value add 
is what's really going to make a difference yeah. in the end. Yeah. Well, just just on that last point you made there, it's it's a beautiful way of looking at it because realistically, we know how to prevent someone getting diabetes by managing yeah. their lifestyle. Yeah. All we have here is a scalable, uh, a scalable platform salute uh, issue. Yeah. Because we, I know, when someone comes into your clinic and mm. you look at them and you examine them, you do their bloods and you analyze them, you get a good picture of who they are. Yeah. You can probably now, I'm not making claims here, but you can probably help them avoid many chronic avoidable diseases exactly and um, where they wouldn't ha they, they they might fall into that if they didn't come and see you yeah. so all we need to do now is make that available yeah. and systemize that where yeah. the whole world um, and yeah. that, that goes for pandemics we know how to prevent a pandemic yeah. if we have good access early good exactly. access to information this yeah. just seems like a a user or an interface issue to me yeah. now that, yeah. that you're working on yeah. yeah well it is just a logic step it's just the next it? step in the end it's just a logic it's step. just the next step and i hope people will embrace it as a friendly application of value add to their life and quality of life yeah. you know and we're looking forward to do this study, and I trust that the result that we get from that will uh, will improve and make even our applications better in the future. You yeah. know, now this is going to be not only me. I'm sure there's going to be many other applications that will similarly develop. You know, yeah. and I hope that it will eventually just create a better way of avoiding an absolute train crash yeah. like we've seen over the last year. We just cannot avoid this uh, unless we take action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless we make that change, which we don't like to make. Yeah. Right. It has to be done. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, look, a, a very interesting and insightful and exciting conversation. Just for people listening, there is going to be a lot more in terms of media and content for people to follow along and to engage with. We're going to do a video on the... Um, the study itself and how people yeah. can get can get involved in the study. Mm. Um, so um, we're obviously going to have a lot more discussions about yeah. the ins and the outs and how yeah. the study is progressing and things like that. Yeah. If anybody wants to learn more at this moment right mm. now, where should they go? At the moment, if they go onto the noacell.com website, yeah. they would find um, some uh, information on the study there and um, they can contact the clinic okay. uh, directly to, 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 to book themselves in for uh, the study and this is something that I want to just make clear that we want this to be representative of all communities yeah. so it's not only for people in this area I would love people to have to come from all over Ireland and it's not just for cl clients of your clinic absolutely as well. and it's an open public study okay. so anyone if you want to bring your mom in or your brother or let them know and they can book themselves in they're very welcome we want this to be a community wide uh, to be representative in the in the study, we need it not to be just from this area. Yeah. We want it to be much wider. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Dr. Sam, Good. thank you as always for your time and uh, looking forward Done. to the next much one. Much appreciate this. Thank you very much. Chat to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to part 10 of this 10-part series. If you'd like any further information on the topics of this podcast or if you'd like to get involved with the research project, please contact Dr. Sam's team on reception at newacell.com.